Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&E, and my co-host, the man, the myth, the reality, Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. Yes, we are here. We'll be back, and uh, it is Halloween this week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, uh, oh f- yeah. F- well, you know, I'm gonna be. I got kids now, so I gotta take make sure I take my son out trick or treating. But my daughter has her first Halloween costume, so excited Aww. about that. Yep, she gonna be a little toucan. So, yeah. So trust me, you already know my wife's gonna put up everything on social media, so all y'all be seeing that joy. Yeah. Uh, you have any plans for Halloween this week? Uh, probably working. Probably work. Okay, I mean, it's, it's I'm right. probably working. It's, it's really <laughs> like I said, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just cop back, watch me some horror stuff, listen to some horror stories, play some Luigi's Mansion. Because uh-huh. they come out on Halloween, so uh, and play some Ghostbusters. So yeah, I, I, I that, that's my plan. You know, all right, that's after, a good plan. After everything is over, so. Uh well yeah like I said, so welcome back we're on episode I believe this is one sixteen uh for the wrestling podcast a lot of things going on because also WWE got something special going on for Halloween this week also and that is Crown Jewel Crown Jewel I thought you said something special I know ha <laughs> you know what I have to agree with you there and since they don't celebrate Halloween over there we can't get Halloween havoc. even though they own the rights to it so All we right. gotta do Crown Jewel no no they'll probably do a little Halloween stuff tonight on Raw. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Had like, the little because it pumpkin. is Monday when we're recording this. Exactly. So you know what? Uh, probably like a, a pumpkin patch street fight. Some you know some bullshit like that. Uh, uh-huh. WWE is not against doing that. But before we get into WWE and trashing some things that they have done this past week, let's make sure we pay the bills and give a uh, shout out to SpacesPhilly.com. Make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly. Dot com. First of all, a lot of new stuff is going up there. But first of all, check out for all the podcasts these, such as their main podcast, The Market Dark Show, even though that's on uh, hiatus at the moment, The Lulu and Pop, and The Lulu and Pop Horror War Show. If you guys are into Halloween and scary stuff like I am, well, The Lulu and Pop Horror War Show reviews all those kind of scary movies and stuff like that for you. So make sure you guys check that out. And, of course, both sides. Then you guys can find the Nerd Coalition content on there as well. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, NBI, and Drunk Dog Sober Tongues all week. 
Y'all about to have good episodes come from each one of those. And you know what's funny? You missed all those episodes this past week. I did. I was like, well, I, I said, now, I, I was surprised at Cupid. I was like, he missed all of them? So, I did. you got a lot of good content coming your way this week. Good, good, good. Yeah, a lot of good content comes to you. Actually, a lot of it probably uh, coming at you today. So, oh, good. Yeah, right before Exactly. So, uh, you know, with all that great, with all that great stuff. Also, make sure you guys listen to us on uh, all the podcast apps such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Play and Spreaker. You listen to us on YouTube Premium. If you listen to us on YouTube, but if you have Google Play, YouTube Premium is already there for you guys as well so we got that great stuff coming up uh also you guys can get your nerd coalition merch especially the no gimmicks needed wrestling podcast t-shirts on spacesphilly.com along with nerdgasm talk t-shirts on spacesphilly.com make sure you guys check that out all links will be in the description below when you guys uh hear this uh the podcast and make sure you check out the life of kofi which is the the, the web series coming to spaces Philly. Uh, before the end of 2019, a lot of great things. Come, all right, yeah, coming up for you guys, a lot of great things. So, all right, Q Flow, as you like, I said, we're going to enjoy Halloween for the, the the reasons we should, and whether it's going out making money or kids trick or treating or watching scary movies or whatever people may do. Anybody not may not celebrate Halloween, and one of those people or those c- countries is Saudi Arabia. So. What better way to do is, if you don't celebrate Halloween and you don't want to worry about all that scary stuff and all that, you know, gimmicky stuff that's only for the kids, then guess what? You can sit at home and watch some good old four-hour WWE Crown Jewel. So, Crown Jewel is at 1 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Halloween, and it's going, I think it's about a four-hour show. Now, usually when it comes to four hours, yeah, it's it's looking oh, pretty. Boy. It's looking pretty long, bro. It's looking pretty long. So, on the network, but it is right now it's scheduled to have eight matches. I think there may be an hour pre-show, uh, before that as well. So, we don't know. Uh, we got some, depending on what year you're talking, some decent matches. But uh, I, honestly, when it comes to the Saudi Arabia shows, I've only watched one when it first aired, and that was the Greatest Royal Rumble. I watched. Uh, well, I didn't. I watched the Greatest Royal Rumble, but the last one I listened to it because it was on while I was at work. You mean the Super Showdown with the, with the horrible Goldberg Undertaker matchup? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Man. No, I, Super Showdown was Australia. Crown Jewel. They did. This is the second Crown Jewel. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. No, you know, they, they, you know, they did rename for because they can't do Greatest Royal Rumble twice. So earlier yeah. this year, it was called Super Showdown. It was just in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Okay. But that but was I, like, know, I know, I know. Last year was Crown Jewel because that was when uh Shane. Corbin, Corbin, yeah, and Corbin was constable, and I remember him saying at Crown Jewel. Exactly, you're right. So, uh, so we got an eight match card here, and uh, you know we see how the results from Raw SmackDown went out, and obviously SmackDown had his go home show for this show, if you want to call it that. And I feel bad because the the times is different over in Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, do these SmackDown stars gotta go to Saudi Arabia, wrestle, and they come back for SmackDown the next day? If they do that, no, there's no way. 
like There's no way. The lag, the jet lag is just a, a human being needs to rest. I mean, like when when, when it's like eight o'clock. It's sorry, it's one o'clock over here. You got to come back and do another eight o'clock. There's no time. Right. There's just no time, and I, I you know, it's just. That is just beyond weird to me, but you know what? We'll get to this. Unless call. they pre-record. Yeah, unless it. it, it, it they it, it, they it, don't have to do that like tomorrow, like. Yeah, they probably gonna do something with FS One or something. They they gotta do something. Uh, we have uh to start off a twenty-man battle royal, and the winner faces AJ Styles for United States Championship in the same night. They have not announced anybody who's going to be in this battle royal. So I, I nope, they haven't. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, they haven't announced not now one person. So, well, a lot of people that's not going to Saudi Arabia, like your Sami Zayn's, your Daniel Bryan's, and stuff like that, and Cena. Uh, who wins this battle royal, in your opinion, to go face uh, AJ Styles? In because uh, you would think it'll probably be a Raw guy, right? I would say, who does Raw have? I, I, do they I was, have Ricochet? They do have Ricochet. It might be Ricochet. I was because they're not gonna put. It might. It, ah, it wouldn't be Black. It, you, you know what? That's a good thing though. I, I, that that'll be a damn good match. Black versus AJ. Yeah, but uh, for those who don't know, we're doing the draft. I don't need that happening. Exactly. <laughs> you right though. Uh, well, see, I was, I was. These are some of the names I was lingering on. Black, Owens. Murphy, or you know Ricochet, I can see all of them uh, winning because they can all put on good matches with AJ. Now, process of elimination, process of elimination. We've seen Ricochet and AJ do this a while, all over uh, throughout the whole summer. So it, it it may be a little played down. Owens may be on that train where they don't he don't come over to Saudi Arabia because I don't remember him ever being over here. Me neither. So he may not go. So that just leaves. Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. And if you do Alistair Black, he's been on a little bit of a winning streak now, especially coming over to Raw. He'll put on a good matchup. I think AJ, if that was the case, AJ would do some shady shit to win. But if it's Buddy Murphy, I say AJ wins the match, but Buddy gives him a good match. Yeah, he can. So, I don't see them, yeah, because I don't see Black losing anytime soon. So there would be no point in putting him in a match unless y'all ready to give him the title. And he's not really ready. Yeah. And that's my guy. That's my guy, but I don't think he's ready for it. Well, I mean, it's a mid-card title, so maybe he could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he did hold the NXT championship. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, so right. he was NXT championship. He was, a, he, was a, he was a damn good one. So, like I said, if if they want to give him the mid-card title on Raw, I mean, I, I can see that. It, it all depends. But I think it'll either be between Black or Murphy to win the battle royal. Uh, let's go on to this nine-team turmoil, the biggest tag-team turmoil in WWE history. And, oh, this is for the WWE World Cup to, to, uh, to label who is the best in the world when it comes to tag teams. Uh-huh. Well, boy, the best WWE because, you know, you still got Young Bucks and Lucha Bros and stuff out, out there anyway. So, right. we got the New Day. Big E and Kofi Kingston because Xavier Woods tore his Achilles, so he's out. He's going to be, he's out for a year, they said. Yeah, between six months to a year. I was like, whoa, this is going to put a dent in. I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with New Day now. This is going to put a huge dent in that. So, 
<coughs> uh, Viking Raiders, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, The Revival, The OC, Zingler and Rude, and The B Team. Now, obviously, I have Zingler and Rude on my fantasy, which I probably need to drop. We got lucky the other night. Uh, <laughs> but I, right now, who do you see winning this? Um, My gods, the brand new Raw Tag Titles, Tag Champions. The Viking Raiders? The Viking Raiders. You know, I can't go against that pick because you don't have legit, like, B-Team, Hawkins and Ryder, Lucha House Party. Listen, right, and you know who's not in it? AOP, <laughs> my boys. Exactly. Like, where my boys at? I don't know where the Usos. I, 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 I really don't know. I, I, they, they taking that punishment hard. I know. They taking that punishment hard. Yeah, the Usos not in there. AOP's not in there. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, you got some legit tag teams that, that can actually be in there to make it a thing. But you got all these jobber teams because it's. And then I think the New Day is going through a storyline right now because they lost everything. Uh-huh. Just. Uh, a couple months ago, they was all draped in gold. New Day was the tag team champs. Kofi was the WWE champ. And it was like, whoa, I never thought I would ever see New Day with all them belts before. So, and now they, they lost the belts. Kofi lost the championship. They had a backstage interview on WWE.com. Uh, and I rarely watch those things, but I decided to watch it this time. And I finally watched WWE backstage, which is not that bad. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, 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 they do it like a real... Like a real Sports show. If you watch like ESPN First Take or or Undisputed and stuff like that, it kind of reminds you of like we watch a Sports Center. So, uh, I, and Kofi was Kofi and Biggie was saying, "Yo, things got to change, and we're gonna prove that we're the best tag team. That things got to change at Crown Jewel." So, I don't know if we're going for a heel turn because they got to do something with the new day now since Xavier Woods is gonna be gone for a while. They got to do something with him. They gotta do something. Uh, they gotta do something. Next, we got uh, man. They could. They could see just because of that injury, though. They could give it to New Day. You gotta think. About, they New Day is their longest reigning, like just yeah. tag team. You're right. You're absolutely right. They could that. give it to New Day, like just you know what I mean, as a thank you, like for sticking. I mean, I've it, never seen a team last this long, man. Exactly. Besides the Usos, like. You're absolutely right now. It could be a thing where they, it could be a thank you. I just don't think they're getting a thank you over the Viking Raiders, though. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, they may be the no, finals. See, but... Viking Raiders, see, they could build a storyline that had the Viking Raiders get, like, because what is this, like an elimination? Yeah. They could have the Viking Raiders get, like, distracted. Like, they, the Viking Raiders could get eliminated weak. Uh-huh. Off a of distraction or something. Yeah, but that'd be their first pinfall loss. And the only other team that'd be worried. Does that count, though? I mean, it's a pay per view. No, I, not for the points. Does oh. that count for, like, yeah. for their record? That does count for their record. That, All right. Because before, when they was going to Saudi Arabia, it was a glorified house show. But now, they're, they're dubbing this better than WrestleMania. This is a pay per view now. Maybe they get counted out? I don't know. That, I, first of all, you know what? I don't care. Viking Raiders gonna win. Give me my points. Exactly. You right. <laughs> you right there. So like I said, so uh, I I actually have the the Viking Raiders. I I can't go with Ziggler Rude, but I, I have the Viking Raiders uh win this All as right, well. I'll say this: attack champions are gonna win. It's either gonna be Viking Raiders or the Revi- revival, right? 
Yeah, revival SmackDown tag team champion. It's, it's gonna be one of the it's gonna be one of the champions. That's fair. I'm just pushing for the revival because I want my points. You're right, but I hope you know. I'll let let everyone single start it off and eliminate like all them teams. So I'll be good with that. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mansoor versus Cesaro. So we haven't seen much of Mansoor. He was on. He's he's like a NXT developmental guy, and he's from uh-huh. Saudi Arabia. The crowd loves him when he was talking. On the mic was a couple year last year, a couple years ago. So, uh, him going one on one in there with Cesaro, I haven't seen much of him, but Cesaro can carry a broom to, to a good matchup. And I do see Cesaro putting the, the, the kid over in his hometown. So I have Mansoor winning. Oh, I do too. Yes, I I can't argue with that. Uh, now we're getting into the fluff of everything. Uh, I might as well get this one out the way first. A Falls Count Anywhere match for the WWE Universal Championship. We have... <clears throat> oh, by the way, this match cannot be stopped for no reason. That's the tagline. Uh-huh. Seth Rollins taking on The Fiend Bray Wyatt. So we see Seth burn down the Firefly Funhouse, you know, and Bray Wyatt build the Firefly Funhouse back up. You know, I mean, as Booker Kill took- my man, Rambling Rabbit. Killed him, had a funeral for him, and brought him back. So, uh, <clears throat> now, it's a Falls Count Anywhere matchup. What do you think is going to happen in this matchup? Are we getting a clear-cut finish, or are we getting a screwy finish to, uh, to take these guys to one more match at Survivor Series? I honestly don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where they're going with this. The Hell in a Cell... Should have been the closer. Like, it should have been. Now, all right. I got one theory ish. Okay. Um, Seth's going to get help, but he's going to get help from somebody. He's going to get help from a heel to get Bray Wyatt out of there. Mm hmm. But Bray, Bray, he's going to have to lose clean. Either he loses clean or he's coming to Raw. Uh, you right. I mean, I mean, my fault. Not clean. Uh, he loses dirty, or he comes to raw. Uh huh. So I think somebody's jumping in that match. I don't know who. Oh crap! Never mind. Ah. Who who'd you think of? Who'd you think? I'm curious. Who'd you think of? Well, somebody just signed a uh, multi-year contract with the WWE. It could be uh, our good friend, Mister Morrison. You're right. I forgot all about him. He signed like they. I just read a report on that today. Like he, because people were wondering like where is he at? Like right now they're just trying to figure out where he's gonna be. But um, he definitely signed a contract with them. He he could interfere, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's me reaching for straws. Um, I could say like McIntyre or somebody jumps in. But they already we gotta deal with them later on tonight, so I don't I don't know where this is going. But I just don't see how I can't see Rollins winning clean without them like killing the fiend. Yeah. And that's where the, I think W is acknowledging that they booked themselves into a hole. Yeah. Uh, per se. Especially Hell in a Cell should never be your first match. That should be your closing match in a rivalry. And W likes to do these uh even Stevens bookings and duties, uh, crazy things until they can build up like a 
a three-match rivalry, which some things don't even need to be. And this match right here, going on with this match, doesn't need to be a three-match storyline. Fiend wins it and moves on and, you know, has a day. But now, you got this false count anywhere stipulation. I don't know how far or where they're going in the backstage or anything if they're leave, allowed to even do all that because uh, I don't know. People also got to think, it's a false count anywhere matchup. Are they allowed to go in the crowd with all the kings and, uh, you know, all the world leaders and stuff like that? All right. You know, because it ain't regular chill. These people out here got recliners and couches and stuff like that. I don't even know if they're allowed to go in there amongst the presence of the high priestess and all that kind of stuff like that. So that will take away from the matchup. Also, you know, in that big arena, you know, if it goes backstage, I feel people, bad for people in the arena. They got to watch that stuff. But it's like, what? how intense is this match going to get? Because you had the chance to hell in the cell. And... Right. It could, oh no! This match is gonna. This match is gonna be intense. It, it it's needs just the to be. result. Some like the result. <sighs> but see, I don't want it to be like, you know, Sephiroth knocks the fiend into like you know, the Saudi Arabia River, and then all of a sudden we can't find him. So that's how Seth is undeclared the winner. Like, uh, come on. See, because right. I I can see that in a false count anywhere matchup just to protect themselves from further stuff. And then on top of that, after you're doing the Hell in a Cell and a Fox out anywhere, how do you top that at Survivor Series? You don't. You don't. At all. And they probably, they'll probably say something stupid like Last Man Standing, but I'm like, but after after everything y'all did in Hell in a Cell and probably this Fox out anywhere matchup, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to benefit from anything. So what I'm calling for is a screwy finish because I don't think Vince thinks that the people in Saudi Arabia is going to care like the people in America will. I I see that playing out. As in, people in America, they'll be pissed off, but people in Saudi Arabia, they'll be just fine. Uh-huh. So I, I have a screwy finish of somehow Sephiroth retaining the Universal Championship. I hope I'm wrong. So please don't take... See, that's my thing, like... Ah, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bad finish, man. Uh huh. It's gonna be a bad finish. It's uh I just like I feel like I feel like we're gonna have to say goodbye to the fiend. They're gonna. Uh, I don't know, man. That would be heartbreaking. And then they got him coming down. back. Then they then they got him coming back on Friday for Miz TV. See, like I, I'm like, what what show are you on, bro? You know, I really don't even know. All right, uh, your boy Tyson Fury is taking on Braun Strowman. Now, like you said, you are more familiar with the boxing world than I am, so you know Tyson Fury is going to come out with Avengers. 6'8", very heavy guy, got a fight coming up in February against uh-huh. Braun Strowman. Once again, this does not have the same feel as... That's Tyson. not in February. Oh, it's not? No, you said February against Braun. That's oh. Thursday. Oh, my, my bad, yeah, Thursday, I'm I don't know who he's fighting in February, though, but did you hear, you know, speaking of, speaking of Fury, did you hear, like, his his agent didn't even know he was doing this? Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. His agent was like, nobody told me he was going to WWE and having a match in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, how'd you get away with that, yo? <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, you, when you 6'8", you probably get, you know, too many, a lot of people, but so, I, I mean, I don't know, but he found a way. Yeah. 
So this uh this match does not give me Tyson versus Austin. It doesn't give me Floyd versus Big Show. It doesn't have that kind of heat to it. And then this match is a dand if you do, dand if you don't. Because I think this match hurts more of the competitors than it does help them. Because if they do a screwy finish, then people are not going to like it. If Braun Strowman loses, he just lost to a non-wrestling guy. And he just been getting taking L's for the past like two years in big matches. Uh-huh. And... You know, if, if Fury was, I mean, you know, I guess he, he, he keeps his reputation. Or if he loses, it's like an undefeated boxer, they're not going to give their first, his first loss, even if it is in wrestling or not, gimmick or not. All right. So. Braun can afford to lose, man. So you got Braun losing the match? I got Braun losing. Is it by like a TKO, a knockout, or a pin? He has or... to knock him out. You're right. He has to knock him out. And it'll be believable because we saw what happened at the Royal Rumble. We was there. Yeah. We was there. We saw what happened. You're right, because, you know, if he get a stiff one, yeah, he'll definitely rock him to sleep. Uh-huh. He'll definitely rock him to sleep. So, I have the same thing winning. They're not going to have an undefeated boxer lose to Braun Strowman. I haven't winning by TKO, though. Instead of a regular knockout, because I think WWE's going to want to try to protect Strowman a little bit. So if it's a TKO opposed to a regular KO, you know, it could, they could probably still have a moment where, you know, they probably shake hands in the ring or something like that. So, yeah. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, Brock Lesnar taking on Cain Velasquez for the Yo. WWE Championship. What Brock did to them on Friday oh, oh, was fr- hilarious. Yo, I died. I, I really, first of all, Dominic keep getting his ass beat. I didn't know Dominic was at the hospital. So Dominic was backstage. That's not a smart move. Gets his ass beat by Brock again. And then as he's on the table, Brock F5's came for last was on the Dominic on the doctor's table. Hilarious. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great beat down. And they both... Velasquez and Dominic both look dumb. So, I don't have... First of all, I am so curious to see how Velasquez going to do in this matchup against Brock. Because Brock... Knowing Brock, he's like big money matches. Brock won't sell uh-huh. his ass off. He will. Brock won't sell his ass off. That's a lot of money. Exactly, but Velasquez got that dad body going on right now. That's what I'm saying. That's why like it's not really believable to me. It's not like it was like 10 years ago when he knocked Brock out. So I'm just like, when he takes his shirt off right there, I'm like, oh, bruh. I'm not saying you're fat. I'm just saying you just got a dad body. There's like no definition yeah. anywhere. It's like tone up or something, bro. Like, make how, it look believable, man. It's kind of like on Raw when he was like beating up and tackling and bullying Shelton Benjamin. I'm like. That was so unbelievable. I'm about to say, Benjamin swole as sh- Like, there's no right. way this Olympian or, or, or this. NCAA champion who trained Brock Lesnar's roommate. No way. Like exactly. There's no way. Cain Velasquez with the dad bodies come up there and just slam Benjamin. However he wants. So I was like, that that's not happening. I'm glad to see Benjamin getting more TV time though. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, he he, he needs it. He deserves it. But uh, I was like, but yeah, fuck that. Cain Velasquez. Mm. So. 
God, what is going to happen? I, well, first of all, I think, you know. It's for the title. Brock's not yeah, Bro- losing a title. Brock's not losing a title. If it, I know was, that. if it wasn't for the title, I have a different answer. But, see, my question is, how do they, I was more focused on not who's winning the match, how they're going to book the match. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I, I have not seen Cave Velasquez, you no know, fight or do anything like that. I mean, he had called matches down Triple A when he wore a mask, and he did all right from the clips I've seen. I've never seen him wrestle. Yeah, for the clips, the clips I see, I said he did all right. But I mean, you're going up against Brock Lesnar, dude. You know, right. it's going to be Suplex City, all across to time for you to build for your F five. So, it I mean, it may be entertaining, it may be boring. Uh, I don't know. I'm just there's not that, there's not much heat for me to be excited for this matchup. I just I just don't know, man. It's like I <sighs> Brock's not losing that title, man. If it wasn't for the title, it'd be a different answer. But I really don't see Brock losing that title unless something big happens. Like, yeah, no, you're right. I do agree, but I, I, I have retaining it. I just want to see. I, I don't want Kane to embarrass himself. I, want, I really, yeah. want, I really want him to do good. Uh, now, which they may call the main event. I mean, I won't, but that's what they gonna call it. So we got Team Hogan. Versus Team Flair. 10-man tag team matchup, which is probably going to be elimination. And, of course, they couldn't wait for Survivor Series to do this, but might as well do it now. So we got for Team Hogan, we got Roman Reigns, Rusev, Rick... Oh, shit. <coughs> Rick oh, crap. Ricochet is in that. Yeah, so Ricochet can't be the better world. So, yeah. Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali. <coughs> taking on Team Flair, Orton, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shisuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. So basically, heels versus faces. That's what it was. It wasn't. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a legit. Let me uh, pick who I want to. Because trust me, you don't think Flick Flair would have picked Roman Reigns as his first pick? Get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. Uh How do you have this? match playing out. Who is the five survivors and why is Shorty G dressed up like, you know, uh Neon basketball? Like he player? about to play ball at the rec center? Yeah. I don't know man. They they God. I'm like bro, you are a grown man and an Olympian. Exactly. Go back to your regular name. Go back to your regular name, man. Now who uh, who you got for Team Hogan and Team Flair? I got uh I got team Ho- uh I got team Hogan winning. Uh-huh. I got the finalists being Roman and for Team Flair is either going to be Orton, McIntyre or Corbin. You right. Uh I uh, you know what? I have my rule which I'm going to probably stick with. You look strong on television. You lose the pay per view. You lose on the pay per view. That's why I was going oh. with T. I was going with T. Flair because T. Flair been getting their, their ass kicked for the past couple weeks. True. If Team Flair wins, I got McIntyre being the winner. Yeah. My man just came back. He fresh. I mean, he fresh off of yeah kicking Ricochet's ass anyway. Like exactly. So I, I, well, wait, wait, wait. We gotta see what happens tonight, though, don't we? 
Yeah, but I mean, what more are they mostly going to do other than what you're going to do, brother? And woo, that's all we're going to get. They might have another match. You're, you're right. They may have they, they may have another match with Flair. McIntyre versus Ricochet Part 2. I don't know. Oh, I, I do know this. Uh, I don't know if Hogan, even with his surrogates, is going to let Flair win this matchup, period. Just on ego status alone. Hogan is not going to want to put Flair over in any kind of capacity that there is. So, it may just be Team Hogan winning. Come on, because you're, you're, you're in Saudi Arabia. It's selfish. You're absolutely right. In Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia loves Hulk Hogan. The world loves Hulk Hogan. So, we already see that you might want to finish out the show with with, with your baby faces winning. Hulk Hogan going to do a leg drop. Oh! Then that means Corbin's getting a take leg it. drop. Corbin's getting a leg drop. Corbin's gonna be the finalist in team in team uh Flair. In team Flair. Cause he's getting a leg drop. Uh, Hogan first of all, Hogan's back looks like straight shit. And he don't need to be doing no more leg drops, especially if anybody gets uh another surgery. Oh my goodness. Uh. Alright, well that seems to be the predictions that we have for WWE Crown Jewel which is coming this Halloween at 1pm Eastern Standard Time which means 10 p- uh, ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time so I will probably catch it on the replay I don't know if I'll see I may see some parts live to be honest with you but I don't know if I'll, I'll be able to see uh everything uh live I'll probably catch most of it if it's on while I'm at work I'll catch most of it. Gotcha. So, now since we got, you know, the crowd drug out the way, let's go get into some other things that has been going on in the wrestling world today. And uh, that is, let's, let's just jump over to NXT, because we got no NXT stars going over to Saudi Arabia, especially no women. Uh, we don't? Well, yeah. Well, I know we ain't had no women, but. As of right now, no, we ain't got no NXT talent going over there. I mean, if, if they are over there, they're probably backstage, but, you know, they, they ain't got, like I said, they ain't got nobody going, going over there. Uh, My man Jordan Miles, ACH in NXT, was a little upset this past week because of a t-shirt that WWE published and, and put out on their website. And for those who don't know, the t-shirt is a black t-shirt, which the most common WWE shirts are. Then it has like a red kind of mouth with the the name Jordan Miles on the inside, which could uh, resemble teeth. Uh So for those who are are unaware, ignorant to the the case, that is some uh, very racial undertones in that shirt. And for those who don't know, it kind of reminds people of the Blackface Mistral shows. Uh-huh. Sambo and all that kind of stuff. Because that's how you used to make fun of African Americans are putting on the grease paint in the face and having the big uh, colorful lips and everything like that. So that's how they used to do it. So Jordan Miles, when he see the shirt, <coughs> was unhappy for the design, claiming that... Uh, he tweeted and said, I will keep posting this 
till my voice is heard. I am not sorry for anything I say or do. Representation is important. If this is Vince McMahon and Triple H's vision of me, then it's a slap in the face to every African-American performer, fan, and supporter. So, when you saw the shirt, Q-Flow, what you think? I was shocked, but I mean, it's Vince, and Vince is kind of racist, so... I have always said that Vince McMahon is a very racially insensitive person in all my years of talking about Vince McMahon. And I look at this shirt, I'm just like, uh, this right here, not only is it a racial undertone shirt, it's a bad shirt, period. Yeah. And WWE has been doing this for a while to a lot of a lot of its performers are putting out lazy quality t-shirts for people but what you see Cain Velasquez gets a badass shirt because he's in one of the main events but this is Cain Velasquez exactly but he not even he not even he didn't even wrestle for the company yet but these guys out here <clears throat> busting their ass in uh, night in night out so that was what it was I'm like okay you know I am glad that he actually stood up and said something because a lot of people don't really realize what the Racial undertones is in that right, shirt. Now I'm with you, but what I've been reading today kind of raises some questions because they're saying the company is saying he he approved the shirts. Now, now I was just about to get to that because oh, okay, I was okay. just about to get to that because WWE put out a statement today, uh, also talking about uh, they responded to uh. The Jordan Miles thing. I'm actually trying to see if I have it up here. Uh, yeah. Albert Hardy Jr., a.k.a. Jordan Miles, approved this T-shirt for sale. As always, we work collaboratively with all our performers to develop logos and merchandise designs to get their input and approval before uh, proceeding. This was the same process with Albert, and we respond swiftly once he later requested that the... the the logo slash t-shirt be redesigned. No shirts were sold. Now, re- listening to that and reading that, I have a couple of things that kind of bother me <laughs> with that because uh-huh. it don't... See, even if, right... Say Okay, let's just hypothetically say this was Jordan Miles's say. He said, I want a black shirt with a red logo with my name in it, right? Because I'm a smiling guy like Apollo Crews was. Oh, Lord. Okay, so fine. Now, there's different ways you can do that. And I don't, and it, it, could, it could be a thing where it was a misinterpretation and uh, he said one way and WWE made another way, but that's not the point. The point I'm having is here is two things. One, WWE is making it seem like this is his fault. Mm-hmm. And making it seem like, well, look, he said it was okay, so we did the shirt, and then now he's saying it's not okay, so we're taking away the shirt. Here's the thing. If that was the case of him saying that's okay, it's you are the business. You are the ones who got to say that's not okay. Mm-hmm. If you're racist, it's like if, if if it shouldn't even have been brought up to him. Honestly, it shouldn't have. It, it shouldn't. Even, it shouldn't even been an idea like that. 
Now, <clears throat> if it was a thing where it's like, hey, uh, you you got say uh, you know Alistair Black. I'm just picking a random guy. I'm not saying this is how he feels. I'm saying, but if Alistair Black says, you know what, I want that swastika symbol on a shirt that reads Alistair Black in the swastika. Oh Lord. You as the company should be like, that's not okay for what our brand is trying to represent. We're not doing that. So, we're going to make a more family-friendly shirt. Now, this also could be a thing where he probably, they probably told him an idea for the shirt, and him probably wanting his dream job in WWE kind of was like, I'll go along with it and maybe it won't look as racist as I'm thinking about it. And then when the shirt came out, he was just like, whoa, we can't do that. And I got to say something because a lot of, there have been reports that a lot of people are intimidated by Vince McMahon backstage. Surprise, surprise. I know. And a lot of people, you know, don't stand up and say what they want to because some people who are at the bottom of the totem pole, when Vince tells people to go grab that brass ring and, you know, and, and fight for what you believe in, yeah, that's that's okay if you're a Seth Rollins. Not when you're Jordan Miles because you're expendable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You door out the door, I can get another fast black guy just like you. That, and, and so that, that's what One it is. your champion. Exactly. Your cruiserweight champion. Like. And I mean, I, I was sitting there wondering, like, why the hell is Cameron Grimes getting all this TV time and Jordan Miles is the one that won the tournament? You know? And I, I was like, because when uh, Prime Time was telling me about Cameron Grimes, I'm like, wait a minute. That's the one that was in the NXT tournament that lost. But then they, they hired Jordan Miles. We have, I haven't seen Jordan Miles ever since that, that match with Adam Cole. Right. So, you know, he probably been on house shows. But right now, it really feels as though that I'm a little disappointed because it feels as though that WWE is blaming him for having this racial shirt and we were only doing what he said for us to do because that is not being self-aware at all. At all. And if you blame somebody, if, if, if somebody wants the Ku Klux Klan on their shirt, or if they, if somebody wants, you know, a, a bad re- representation of a, a a race on their shirt, and you you're giving it the okay on it, and then on top of that, it's like, well, they didn't like the shirt, so we're gonna take it back. No, you you gotta be like, this is racially insensitive, <coughs> not only to you, but like he said, to other African American performers. Because if you look at the shirt, I'm like, what else would it look like? Right. I mean, it's clearly looking like a smiley face and and, and, and teeth. And I was like, bro, all you missing is the eyes. All you missing is the big black eyes. But yeah, it's a it's a very racially insensitive T-shirt. So I am glad for Jordan Miles stepping up and, you know, saying something, saying something like that. But I think, unfortunately, now, you know, when people step up and throw WWE under the bus... They get thrown under the bus. So if you think you ain't see Jordan Miles now, you damn sure ain't gonna see him now. But you never know because then that that, that, that can further the fire in a way that they don't want. Uh-huh. They may have to be a thing where it's like, okay, well you know what? Hey, 
maybe we gotta put up this guy on TV. So I mean, it, it's happened with other African American, Hispanic American, a lot of other races in WWE. This ain't the first time a racially insensitive act has been, you know, happened. And it ain't gonna be the last. It ain't, it ain't gonna be the last neither. But I mean, you know, I look, I applaud him for standing up for what's right. You know, for people who don't have a voice, because I'm like, that's a very racially insensitive shirt and now it's supposed to be a new leak design where it looks like more of like a looney tune type shirt and i'm yeah, like it's still it's get rid of the shirt yeah, altogether like exactly it I'm, sucks and i'm like i don't know what the gimmick is you know what I'm saying because i don't know what y'all, y'all trying to do but i'm like you need to get rid of shirt and start from the ground up and if you really are talking to this guy you know, you can. Nobody has the capability of making a badass T-shirt. Yeah, they do. They, they they really do. I mean, so that's what I wanted to say about uh, that situation. Uh, another situation that came also was uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins back in that that Twitter world uh, war again, as you know. Uh-huh. And Seth Rollins called made a comment about AEW and calling them the minor leagues and saying. Once Kenny Omega is done over there, uh, you know, with, with, with the minors, he can come and we can have some great matches at WrestleMania. Well, certain people in the wrestling world didn't like this. One being Jr. On his podcast, talked about how uh, he didn't like Seth's comments. And before I get into it real quick, what do you think of it? You should go first. Okay. Uh, because this is also stemming from uh, what Kenny Omega said. Because, you know, I'm not going to get on stuff too much because if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, Kenny Omega on Twitter said that anybody on NXT is still in developmental. And if they was to come over to AEW, they would be wrestling in dark matches. That's what he said. Now, of course... Kenny Omega was, was playing that. I I presume playing it up to get some cheap heat, and so I did it to, to try to sell his more of a the character that, that he's trying to portray over in AEW. But I'm like, cause uh-huh. you're not going to sit there and tell me Adam Cole is going to be in no damn dark match if he came to AEW. Fuck that. I'm just saying. So, you know, they, they they're both taking shots at each other's company here, and I'm like, it, with Seth saying that and calling it the minor leagues, do I agree with him? Absolutely not. But I think it was also stemming from that Kenny Omega comment that he made about all the NXT stars would be in dark matches. So, right now, now, what do you feel? Now, here's my thing. I'm not saying they the minor leagues, but y'all got a lot of catching up to do before you're called WWE's competition. I'm sorry, like, I'm going to keep saying that. Y'all had two, y'all been on for two weeks and had two, what, two pay-per-views? Yeah. Y'all not catching, like, no, no, I'm not giving y'all these badges yet. Y'all need to put in more work before we can call you guys a definitive, I mean, a better show than WWE. Um, That's just how how I feel. No, I mean, I agree with you because... When something is so bad for so long, people automatically are going to try to find the alternative. 
and the alternative is AEW. Yeah. Because it's different. Which it, is not a bad alternative. I want them to succeed. My, 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 my gripe is more with the fans. Is like, AEW is not legit competition to these people yet. They need to... Like, like we, like, where's their WrestleMania? We can name a thousand moments better than what AEW has produced. I, I if agree. If we're being real, WWE has hundreds of better quality. Like, yeah. So it's like, I just we can't be jumping the gun. No, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because even Chris Jericho said that we need like people know Jericho, people know Moxley, but we got to really. Teach people exactly. We, we gotta teach people about the young bucks. We gotta teach them about the Lucha Brothers and Kenny Omega because yes, if you ain't watched New Japan or the Indies, you don't know who these guys are. Exactly. So when you have you know uh, the Luchasaurus and when you have Private Party and when you have SCU and these tag teams, because AEW has already established that they want to focus on tag team wrestling and. I'm not mad at them for that because anybody, uh-huh. I mean, their women's division kind of sucks, but I'm saying, but when it comes to the tag team division, yeah, the tag team division is, is, uh, is awesome. So I, you know, I mean, it's going to be competition. It's going to be cheap heat thrown back and forth. I, I'm just saying that, you know, I do agree that even Jericho knows that they have a ways to go before they can call themselves before WWE gets really, really scared. And don't get me uh-huh. wrong. I'm not saying they're not scared because there's you don't put NXT on Wednesdays, right? Oh uh, yeah, no, they're scared. It's just that how you know how scared can it be? Like it growing, I, I really think after one year, we're really going to see where the tide is going to turn. After that's what year. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's not gas it. Uh-huh. Give them a year first, like they. Know what I mean, like y'all gassing it, and it's like they haven't done anything better than have, has, has any of their pay per views been better than WrestleMania 17? No. All right, then. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all, people want, I mean, you know, and I'm not, like I said, I want them to succeed, but it's like, I'm not giving y'all that gas yet. That's all I'm saying. Like, y'all putting the rocket on them super duper early. But, it is disrespectful to call them brothers the minor leagues, though. They are not the minor leagues. Yeah, no, they're working hard. A Turner television TV show. They don't, because the last thing that was on Turner was WCW. Exactly. <clears throat> and like I said, if you now if you don't treat your talent with respect, like when we just talked about the Jordan Miles thing, mm-hmm. he can go over there back to be an ACH and be big over there. He has he okay. has that potential, and WWE did. I, I looked at it. They want to. You better be careful with your talent that you got and make them happy because. They can just jump ship. And, yeah, they can. Yeah, and that, that's how the, that's what happened at WCW, and almost took took them out. So that's that's basically what it was. So yeah, uh, I agree. Those guys ain't the minor leagues, but there's a lot they did that they do have to do. So before you said you get one to get out here, there's a couple of shout outs that you wanted to make. I got I got I got a little bit more time if you wanna. Okay, no no no, 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 no. I'll be cool. We we, we can hear it right now. Okay, okay. Well, no, I just wanted to shout out Caitlin and Justin Gabriel. Ooh. They are both top champions at a wrestling uh, program in South Africa. Really? 
Yes. First of all, I know it was Justin Gabriel because he looks like a uh, what's the guy? Uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, Dash Wilder? No, not Dash Wilder. Scott Dawson. The, the mustache. Yes, he looks like Scott Dawson with a beard. Whoa. I didn't even know that was him. Yeah. I'm like Justin. Get whoa! But yeah, they are both currently champions at a wrestling program in South Africa, and I just thought that was dope. Wow! First of all, that is dope because you know, Justin Gabriel. I mean, he's a great talent, but I'm I'm sorry that you know he gets chance to stay in WWE. And Caitlyn, you know, had windows of potential, mm-hmm. and she came back in the Mayo Classic for a little bit. So like I said, she still had because she she was going to uh, let wrestling go, but it looks like. She still got passion for it, so you know what? I'm not mad at her for that. Caitlyn, in my opinion, is the better version of Dana Brooke. Yeah. I, that's, that's all I would say. I would say Caitlyn is the better version of Dana Brooke. Now, me personally, I love me Dana Brooke, but she got way haze to go. But I, Caitlyn was the better, you know, fitness model who, uh, you know, who was very cut, but she uh, could do pretty good in the ring. So, yeah. She was the better uh-huh. version. Of, she was better version of Dana Brooks. So you know what? Congratulations to them. Yeah, she looks good too, man. She look how old? Looks are, good. How old do you think they are? I don't know. Justin Gabriel looks old. Like he definitely aged uh-huh. from the last time I seen him. Last time I seen him, he was with like Nexus, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, last time you probably seen him, probably was with Nexus. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think about before John Cena <laughs> destroyed him. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, so, how much time do you have left? Um, let me see. I got a good. I got a good twenty. Twenty. Okay. Uh, so did you get a chance to see NXT this past week? I caught the highlights. Caught the highlights. Good. Okay, that was on yeah, October. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. I saw the highlights. <laughs> you know I saw the highlights. Come on. Uh, well, I think well, right now, for at least for a brief minute, we're going to go into uh, the Wednesday night, uh, the Wednesday night war of NXT taking on AEW and who won this past week. So right. uh, let's see. I'm trying to. Uh, what was what was last Wednesday's date? The twenty third. Twenty third. It was the next day. So, yep, there it is. You know what? Because I now I watched. Cause I wanted to see that 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 that, that main event, uh, and I watched all of NXT because I just found out that AEW be showing a replay on NXT. I mean, on, on a TNT. Right. And uh, I was like, wait a minute. So I ain't gotta wait till the next day to watch NXT. I can watch NXT that night and AEW the same night. And first of all, don't worry, we're gonna get to your favorite part of the beatdown. Trust me, I know that's what you were talking about. <laughs> um. Well, first off, for NXT, we start off with Rhea Ripley taking on my girl Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. They was talking spicy online, too. Man, they is some shit talkers, ain't they? So, mm-hmm. uh, yo, every single day, I'm liking Rhea Ripley more. Who has her? I do. In the drug. Hey, okay. I, I okay. do. You know what I'm saying? But even just in, just in that, for some reason, I, look, I know it's weird, but... In shape women that don't look mannish, I'm attracted to. Yeah, and I you know say I'm like I'm like real. I, I don't know what's up with you though because you know say because you you hard as shit. But I'm just saying, but you know for some reason I'm like I'm like a real. So yeah. uh, <coughs> her and Bianca Belair had a very decent matchup, and then she beat Bianca Belair with her. I don't know what her finishing move was called, 
but uh, she uh, she beat her with that, and Rhea Ripley. Oh, by, by the way, because as this match is going on, Io Shirai comes down, and then uh, and then as she was coming down trying to make a distraction, I don't know who she was going to probably benefit to, probably more to Rhea Ripley. Then Candice uh, Candice LeRae comes down to stop Io Shirai, and then uh, somebody else uh, comes down. Also, I can't remember who. I don't it was. remember. Uh, I don't remember. But then Rhea Ripley uh, pins Bianca Belair with her finishing move. Good match by these two. I look. There's a rumor, right? Mm-hmm. What if they're doing female war games this year? I'm here for it because everybody is, is, is in the story. Like you got Bianca Belair, you got Rhea Ripley, you got Shayna Baszler, you got Candice LeRae, Io Shirai. And Mia Yim. There's six women coming for this, trying to go for this title. And they keep switching these wins between these six women. And I'm like, I think Shanna Baszler, and they have like a big war games match between all these women. So I'm, She I'm, could lose it. She could. Uh, next matchup is uh, actually a pretty damn good match. I didn't expect it to be. Uh, Matt Riddle takes on Cameron Grimes. We just talked about Cameron Grimes too long ago, and uh, the match was was really good. I didn't because see, once again, I don't watch Cameron Grimes like that too much. Like I said, I probably see him in the finals of that him and Jordan Miles, but uh, in this one, I was like, okay, Cameron can uh, actually he, he can he can go a little bit and he can ex- go. Yeah, at the exchange and stuff at the end, I really enjoyed it. <coughs> uh, Matt Riddle pulls out the win with his. Uh, I call it a reverse uh, neutralizer because it's the same thing Cesaro does, but the opposite way. So as he's on the outside, he gives the little bro dabs. Cameron Grimes has a one ante, and then he kind of throws his hat at, at Tyler Bate, who's just happened to be in the audience. And the Tyler Bate, oh. yeah, gives him the whole fake hand and socks him right in the face. So we know we're going to get that matchup uh, pretty soon as well. Right, in UK, yeah. Uh huh. Then we yeah, get my points. exactly, Thank you, Mr. Riddle. Uh, and then in, in a six-man tag match, we get <laughs> I, I'm like I'm liking this kid. Uh, we get Bree Zongo, uh, taking on Forgotten Sons, and Bree Zongo's partner is Isaiah Swerve Scott, aka Shane uh-huh. Strickland. And you know what? Bull's good. Yeah. Bull is good. Uh, there was this one spot where he had Jackson Riker on the apron. He jumps off Jackson's chest and does a moonsault. Oh, that's cold. On to uh, the other, uh, Wesley Brink and Steve Coulter on the outside. And I said, that was hot. Because he just like bounced off his chest and jumped. I was like, this, this man got things to do. And then uh, we get back into the ring and he gives... Uh, Wesley Blake a nice back kick to the back of the head and pins him and, th- and they, they win the matchup. So, yo, keep your eyes posted on Swerve, man, because he, he's really good. All right. Uh, okay. Then we get uh, kind of a little bit of a throwaway matchup. Uh, Angel uh, Garza defeated Gentleman Jack Gallagher with Leo Rush on commentary. You know what? Uh, Leo Rush has been so, so annoying. Uh, earlier this year and late last year, and he was, uh-huh. and I enjoyed the whole man of the hour, twenty three year old piece of gold, even though he's like twenty four now, a uh, piece yeah. of gold uh, gimmick he had. He was god awful boring on commentary. Uh, watching this match, I was like, I don't like you as a face. If that's oh what really, you, oh he's a face, he's a face now. I didn't know that. I'm like. 
Or at least he was playing up to it on this commentary. And I was like, if that's the case, bro, I don't, I don't like this fake Leo Rush. I want heel Leo Rush back. Because it works better for him. It works better with his arrogance, his attitude. Uh, Angel Garza defeats Jack Gallagher in a relatively quick match. Angel Garza, somebody I never really pay attention, pay attention to, but he uh, seems kind of slick, so he gets a Cruiserweight Championship matchup uh, against Leo Rush. Don't know what it's going to be, but uh, William Regal will make note of it. Then William Regal also said that we're going to have a women's tag team matchup, and the, win- the, the, the winners... Is going to go and face uh, the Kabuki Warriors next week on NXT. Oh. So, we got Dakota Kai and Tiga Knox taking on Marina Shafir and Justin Duke. Now, remember how I said I'd be in the rear Ripley now? I, I like, you know, them fit women that look good. Uh-huh. This is the opposite. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, but Justin uh, Duke and Marina Shafir are the ones that carry the bags at the Four Horsewomen. I'm sorry. Oh, by, by far. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, it, it should be by the bottom side, but they just look, and they're not even nowhere near as good as Ronda and Shayna Baszler. I'm like, did did the bug not come come to y'all yet? Or what, 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 what's the case of that? I mean, they weren't, they weren't really, like, intimidating in uh, the UFC either. So. Uh-huh. And... Honestly, this match was not long at all. Shiniest wizard, bam. One, two, three, it's over. I'm like, they got squashed too? The, the horsewoman, oh, they did get squashed. Yeah. And then they, 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 got, the, they got the Kabuki Warriors on uh, the Titan Tron, and they, they're going to have a match next week at NXT. This is what we, I want to see Bailey and Sasha doing, but they didn't end up doing that. But <clears throat> I was like, oh... Okay, well, I now the horsewomen are officially dead <laughs> because uh, y- y'all got squashed by Tegan Knox and uh, uh, Dakota Kai. So next up, the main event, which was a damn good triple threat match. We got for the for the North American Championship, Roderick Strong taking on Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Uh. This match was so good that my mother had wanted to watch it. Yes, we was down there watching NXT together when this match came on. And because she don't know who all these new people are. So I was like, so, right. well, I said, well, you better watch out for Keith Lee. You know, and then uh, Dodger COVID, they are the real definition of big and tall. So, mm-hmm. great match of bodies, too, as these two bulls are just, uh, just bullying the shit out of Roderick Strong. They do a Tower of Doom spot where it looked like. Uh, Ryder was going to fall on his head, but they, they they cleaned it up. I was like, "Hold on, that, that looked very that looked very scary." Uh, then on the outside, there was a there was a nice shot of Keithley throws. Uh, well, first of all, he's on the outside. Donald tries to co- Kobe tries to go for a flipping senton, and Keithley catches him, and and, and and then pulls off for a power. I'm like, that man is strong as shit, because that man like six seven. He pulled up, and then Ryder Strong kicks them both to the outside, but then. After a couple forearms, Keith Lee tosses Roderick Strong up into the feast your eyes by Dajakovic. If you ever seen that, it's nice. They go back in the ring. They fight some more. Keith Lee hits a top rope power bomb on sit down power bomb on Dajakovic. As soon as uh-huh. Keith Lee hits the mat, 
Rockstar comes out of nowhere with a knee right to the side of his head. And then Pensky Flea, one, two, three, two, reach. He stole it. He stole the championship from uh from uh uh Keith Lee who's gonna who's gonna win it. So I was like, damn it! I, I had Keith Lee winning. Cause Keith Lee was over that night. So great matchup by these two guys uh, by all three of these men. But it wasn't Wait, over. Who got huh? Dijak got pinned, right? No, Keith Lee got pinned. Oh, who points is that? Uh whoever got Keith Lee lost uh they get that five points off. I don't have Keith Lee. Oh. <coughs> but whoever got Roderick get, gets that gets that full ten points. That's fine. Oh yeah. Because he, he got the whole squad, yeah. And speaking of the whole squad, they all came out and they congratulate Roderick Strong on winning. And then but no, we're not done yet because here comes Chopper with the crutch and Chopper wants back Goldie. So he oh, comes yeah. Comes back into the ring and stares them all down. But then here comes Johnny Gorgano. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We doing this again? And I said, somewhere in the, the, the city of Philadelphia, Q-Flow losing his shit right now. And not oh, in a yeah. good way. So oh, yeah. Gorgano comes out. And then uh, him and Chopper look at each other like, oh, you, you hear them chanting DIY, right? So let's do this. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, we get a reunion. Oh, then Finn Balor comes out. And that's what my mom was really waiting for. So Finn Balor comes out. <laughs> Yeah, because she's like Finn Balor. And he comes out, and I'm like, oh, we got a 3 3 Who the, Who's the fourth man? I thought Keith was going to get back up or something, but no. <clears throat> they was going to do this. As Balor's about to lower down his jacket, he gives the most cleanest... Cleanest Taylor <laughs> kick. To, to, to Gorgano I've ever seen by Balor. I'm like, that and was sexy. And Q-Flow is cheering. Exactly. I was like, uh, oh, that was sexy. He hits the kick right on Gorgano. Gorgano just crumbles to the ground. Uh, Chopper's like, what the F? He gets jumped by Undisputed Error. And then Balor's not done with him. He puts, he, he throws uh, Gorgano onto the railing. Winds up and gives him a shotgun drop kick and knocks down the whole front railing with everybody else on there. I ain't never seen that. Like, that's anger. And I loved it. I loved it. And he kicked the fuck out of him. But then, not only that, he goes onto the ramp and gives Gorgano a 1916. And you hear Gorgano's head bounce off the uh, the ramp. And I was just like, what am I watching? Now I get it. You're watching Gargano get his ass kicked. Yes, by Finn Balor, who, because he said... My past is going to be my future. For those who don't know, in New Japan, Finn Balor was a heel. Oh, yeah. So... Remember the Prince. Exactly. So when I was watching WWE backstage on FS1, he did an interview with them and was letting them know that, you know, he's back to the old Finn Balor. And I'm like, I want to see more of this. And that's how NXT went off the air. You know what? I thought that was a damn good show. Oh, wait, you forgot when he kicked them in the crowd. No, I, I, I was about to say, he kicked him on that rail. Oh, okay, and the whole okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that whole rail that came down. And I was just like, damn! Now, I, I don't know if they were plants or not, but I would have paid to be in that first row. I would have paid. I would have fell down. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. And especially, <laughs> I know you wouldn't care because you wouldn't even caught the Gorgano. You would let him fall. I would have let him fall. Probably would got a lick in. Nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was NXT... 
for October 23rd. But now, let's go across the board to AEW real quick. Alright, I, I do have to go, though. Okay, yeah, okay so, I'm going to finish out AEW. Uh, Q-Flow, th- thank you for joining. It's been real. It's Everybody, been... Uh, we'll be back for uh, Crown Jewel, unfortunately. Yeah, he, he, uh... he, he's, he, he, he's going to make me. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk. I'll, I'll talk about it. You just sit and listen. Gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, see you, man. Now let's get on to the AEW side of things, since uh, my partner Q Flow had to leave, and I understand that. So I'm gonna finish it off by myself today. So AEW starts out with we're going right back into the tag team tournament, and the show opens. With the semifinal matchup with Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, and Mark Quinn taking on the Lucha Bros. Now, look, I really thought, I'm not even going to lie to you, I really thought that Private Party was going all the way. If not win them, at least going to the finals against the Lucha Brothers. But you know what? The thing is, I was like, wait a minute, they're on the same side. So, this is the semifinal matchup. Who's going to see who's going to go to the finals? And I'll tell you. This match was insane. And once again, look, Private Party has proven to me more and more again that they belong. But it, it was so hard to count all the spots. One of the best spots of the night, though, is that they put Isaiah Cassidy up on Mark Quinn's shoulders. And then uh, Phoenix drop kicks Isaiah Cassidy, which turns into a reverse Rana on his partner, Mark Quinn. I was like, now that right there was some creative stuff. And it was... Uh, a match and both actually both both the crowd was like into private party and into lucha bros that they, they really were and it was so much high paced action going on this match. like i said it's it's hard to actually break down spots and moves when it comes to a young bucks match or a lucha bros match because it especially now a private party match when things are just going back and forth so much if you don't like take notes of it it's, it's just everything so i'm just letting you know right now that it was a great match, but it was a short match. It was only like about 12 minutes long. They, they, they didn't get the time to make this into like a classic, in my personal opinion. It was, it was a sprint, and these matches, as you're used to, are most likely going to be sprints, so that's what it was, but in the end, uh, they, uh, Pentagon hits, uh, was it, uh, Spring Hurricane Rana, uh, then takes out, oh, wait a minute, I didn't even try to hit the gin and juice, if I, if I remember it right. But something happened there. But I do know at the end, uh, uh, they hit a uh, pile driver, the package pile driver stomp onto, I think it was Mark Quinn's, and then they, they pin him, and then Lucha Brothers advance. So they're going to the finals, and we're going to see after that who is going to the finals against them because we have uh, the second match is. The Dark Order taking on SCU, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky since Christopher Daniels is taken out. Now, automatically, I'm just like SCU. That's what it's going to be because I, I don't want... The Dark Order, there's nothing scary about the Dark Order. There's nothing frightening about the Dark Order. They look like, you know, porno. Uh, what, what, what is the, t- the term that they use for those people in those mags? Uh... uh so, so, oh my God! It's it's, it's, it's going to bother me until I th- think of it. But a Dama Matrix, and that's what th- that mask he has on. And I'm like, it doesn't look good. Or oh, the Dark Order is kind of like a, a failed attempt to me of what, to try to be something great. So 
SCU obviously wins the matchup here. So the finals is going to be SCU versus uh, the Lucha Brothers. That should be a really good matchup. I did that, and that's coming up for this Wednesday on uh, AEW. And uh, so you, now AEW has a thing called uh, AEW Dark, which are dark matches uh, that they have on AEW. And a couple weeks ago, uh, Joey Janela had a match with Kenny Omega. Now, for those who know Joey Janela and who or, or who don't really know him that well, they, they mostly know Joey Janela into the hardcore realm of things. Like he's a spot monkey, and he'll take all these crazy, insane bumps. But the guy can actually go when it comes to just regular wrestling. And so now they had another rematch, but this time it was on the main show, and that was Kenny Omega taking on Joey Janela. And at first, when I heard about this match, I was just like, "Oh well." Omega gonna sweep him, which I mean, Omega did win the matchup, but the match was good, and it actually showed another light of Joey Janela, showing that he can actually go in the ring without all the gimmicky kind of stuff. That's kind of how I felt about um Jimmy Havoc uh, a couple weeks ago when he won against Darby Allen in a in a one on one match. I was like, okay, you know, these guys are not just all hardcore. You, you can tell hardcore is their specialty, but some of these guys can actually go in the ring and and have a an actually decent wrestling match. And this one was no exception. Kenny Omega at the end gives uh, Joey Janela one of these nasty V-triggers. Kenny Omega, no matter who does them in Impact, WWE, Ring of Honor, it doesn't matter. Kenny Omega has the deadliest knees to the face, them V-triggers. They look like, and especially the people who sell them for them, but they just look like he, they're death when they connect. And he does it with such velocity and force. It's it's just, I don't want to take one of those. Uh, Eddie does that a couple times. Then he hits uh George. First of all, Joe Janela tries to go for a uh, like top top of swan tie like Jeff Hardy did at SummerSlam with Nakamura and lands on the apron. My God, that look like inside uh, those apron spots. People be falling on the apron. Oh, I see only Lorcan do it. And I see, uh, I, I forgot somebody else who did that spot. Those spots, you know, creep me out because, man, that's so close to the apron. You can miss the apron. The apron, you can catch it at the wrong corner and mess up your back. I mean, like, you don't have to do that unless it's like a big event. And Joey Janela, you know, he's he, he just going to take risk regardless. Uh, one wing angel on Joey Janela, and Kenny Omega wins the matchup. So that was a pretty good matchup by the. Uh, promo time that we have the American Nightmare Cody comes out and talks about you know his match basically with Chris Jericho. Do you see Chris Jericho in the inner circle up there in the press box, you know talking crap? And Cody uh, drops WWE saying this is not the company that we were both a part of where there's a visible wall and I can't come up there. I can come up there and then you know I can come beat you up. And see once again this is this is where I don't want. AEW to fall down. I don't want them every opportunity they got to take shots at WWE. Granted, yes, people are mad at WWE. They're bitter by WWE. And, you know, WWE has a lot, a lot of shit going on with them. But right now, I think it's time to just focus on what you're doing. Focus on the great stuff that you got going on in AEW. Focus on all the great, you know, uh, talent you have there you don't have to like always name drop wwe but 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 besides that so the inner circle's up there and then cody calls out some of his friends to come join him and uh co coming out is we got dustin rose's brother mj mjf 
and uh, he said, well, still four against three, and then all of a sudden, Diamond Dallas Page comes out. This is why he's not in 2K20, because he comes out to join the fray of uh, Cody, and they all go up to the press box, and then uh, Jericho and them lock themselves in the room. Cody takes the, the scarf of MJF. First of all, there was a funny plug in there where Jericho says to MJF, who wears a scarf? Who is this guy that wears a scarf? I thought it was great because if anybody knows when Jericho was on the list of Jericho, that's what he used to do was wear the scarves and everything. So uh, I thought that, you know, Jericho is great at what he does. Cody takes MJF's scarf and it takes it wraps it around his hand, punches a, uh, punches a hole through the glass. If anybody was a wrestling fan, I'm pretty sure you guys had thoughts of Goldberg back on that Thunder. What was it? I think it was, I don't think it was Nitro. I think it was Thunder where he, uh, Busted his hand through the limo and injured himself for like seven months. Yeah, don't really do that. But wraps hand up in there and he busts through the glass and they go out and they start brawling. That's what it was and I I enjoyed it. The police had to escort Cody and the friends to the outside and everything. So it was a it was a good brawl. I enjoyed it. Other than the name dropping the WWE thing, I really felt so that the brawl was pretty good. And now. uh Next up, we get more tag team action, which you could. I, I love how AEW is putting so much emphasis on tag team wrestling now. We got the Young Bucks taking on best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent coming out with Orange Cassidy. You know, the more and more I see Orange Cassidy, the more and more I am actually cool with the whole gimmick of Orange Cassidy. I'll tell you right now, I enjoy Orange Cassidy way more, way more than I enjoy... Joey Ryan. I don't enjoy Joey Ryan at all. I really don't. And I think Joey Ryan's overrated. I think the gimmick is stupid. All that stuff. So, you know, I, I don't enjoy anything Joey Ryan does. But I know I like Cornette right now. But when it comes to Orange Cassidy, I, I, I get the gimmick. And you know what? The gimmick is growing on me. It, I, I'll be the first to admit and let you guys know that the gimmick is growing on me. Uh, now, this is one of the matches where I didn't see too much of the matchup. Because uh, I know it's basically forgive a full guy. I was too busy, busy uh, working and had this on in the background at the same time. I'm pretty sure the uh, the, the young bucks uh, do the, the more bang for your buck on Chuck Taylor, and I think I think they win the match that way. So the young bucks are, are picking up the match. Uh, but the uh, young bucks do grab the microphone. They accept the challenge from you know LAX, which is you know just basically. Uh, Santana and Ortiz at full gear, which is November 9th, uh, which I plan on. Well, I can't see it because, you know, they don't have a network or anything. So, you know, they are a harsh reality of buying pay-per-views. Is that happening? Uh, Jamie Hayter, uh, which uh, takes on, makes her AEW debut against Brent Baker, Dr. Brent Baker. And uh, I heard this match is pretty good. This match I did not see. Uh, all the way through, so I'll have to. Uh, this match, uh, I heard was a pretty good brick breaker picking up the win here. Main event time, though, is Pack versus uh, John Moxley. And yo, I'm telling you right now, I don't know if this was planned or not, but you have to see it. Uh, as John Moxley's making his entrance out to the ring, and now they got Pyro, all of a sudden, Neville comes out of nowhere and hits. John Moxley with the excuse, nah, I call him Neville. Excuse me, Pac, Pac comes out of nowhere, hits John Moxley with the steel chair as 
soon as the fireworks goes off. So it sounds like it sounds like an exploding cheer. Great stuff. Uh, this matchup was a 15 minute time limit draw. Uh, 15 minute time limit, which I haven't seen time limits on wrestling matches since WCW. So I enjoy when you have time limits. So uh, that that was good. So a uh, good match by these two until we get to the finish. Where uh, Moxie hits his well, it's not the Dirty D's anymore. It's uh, I forgot what he calls it now in AEW, but he hits it on Neville, and at the uh, uh, the paradigm shift. There we go, the paradigm shift. He hits it on Neville, and it wasn't stop calling him Neville. God, stop calling him Neville. He hits it on Pack, and it's not enough to finish them all, and they run out of time, and the fans are not happy at all and uh john moxley hits the referee with a ddt and goes to the camera it's, it's mad about the time limit as well but you know what this actually helps out with them counting wins and losses this help puts heat on rivalry stuff like that I, I, the fans will get used to it like i said it's been a while since we did time limits or time limit draws since wcw days so but this one i think it, everybody everybody will get used to it it's all right I didn't like the finish too much. It, it I, I, you know, I, maybe because WWE has not given me the, the decisive finishes that I wanted in the past, like you know, couple weeks and stuff. So maybe that's probably what it is also. But that's how AEW ended. So who won for the between AEW and NXT? And once again, I do apologize for not doing the uh, review last week when Damian Priest made his debut in a good match. Because uh, I would definitely say AEW won last week, but this week. NXT takes the cake because, first of all, it all goes down to that ending. And NXT had a way better ending and a way better match. That triple third match was awesome with Keith Lee, Dom Dominic Dajakovic, and Roderick Strong, opposed to Neville and, and Moxley. And, of course, the finish came out came out nowhere with Roddy retaining and Finn Balor turning heel. Going back to that Prince, man. So, yes, NXT takes the win this week. I know this is a, 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 a better done show. So, you guys let me know how who you think won. I'm once again, I'm going to discipline myself to get these out to you guys when they're supposed to. I can't get them out Thursday, but I'm trying to get them out Friday. But for some reason, when it comes to AEW and when it comes to uh, SmackDown, I had to really discipline myself because I got so much other stuff going on in the weekend. And I, next thing I know, I'll be like, oh man, I got I to gotta remember that I got to do SmackDown, AEW, and NXT and all that stuff like that. So... Uh, so that's what it is and now we're going to move on from there we're bringing nerdgasm to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. 
Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar, all dew.